Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, but not just any Tuesday. It is the Tuesday of Passion Week, uh, Holy Tuesday, and 2022, April the 12th. And um, glad you guys are on as we uh, continue in this special um, time of readings and reflection through Holy Week um, this year. And um, so, each day we've been kind of thinking about what each of those uh, days through the final week of Jesus' life uh, meant, what the significance of them are. And honestly, um, a lot happens on Tuesday. Um, a lot, a lot kind of happens on Tuesday of Holy Week um, that really uh, solidified the, the fate of Jesus uh, for the rest of the week. Um, so as we mentioned yesterday, um, Bethany was the place where Jesus found respite each evening, uh, in the home of Mary, Martha and Lazarus. And so again, Jesus is back in Bethany heads back into Jerusalem on Tuesday. And again, the, um, uh, the intensity uh, begins to, not begins, the intensity continues uh, to escalate. Um, and so Tuesday, there's a lot going on um, in the life of Jesus. And so um, he goes back to Jerusalem. And you remember on yes on Monday, they he cursed the fig tree. And as they go back to Bethany, they go back to Jerusalem on Tuesday, they, they notice that the tree, that they being the disciples, uh, notice that the tree that uh, Jesus had cursed has withered, and based on that, Jesus gives a teaching about the the uh, the unfruitfulness um, of the people of Israel and how basically judgment has come. And he goes into Jerusalem and finds uh, the religious leaders again challenging him, uh, ch- challenging his power from from whom he's come. Uh, challenging his deity and challenging him to confirm his deity. And um, interestingly enough, um, they uh, Jesus responds to their their uh, request for him to prove his deity by asking them a question. Um, you tell me who John the Baptist was from. Was John the Baptist was John a human or divine? Of course, they won't answer that, which is ironic because it was the Sanhedrin's responsibility. Uh, to know the difference between uh, true and false prophets, and yet they refuse to answer because it's not um, it's ultimately about trying to trap Jesus, and they shamefully admit that they don't know. Um, groups that normally would not have um, 
associated with each other and approved of one another come together collectively to oppose Jesus. Um, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, um, the Herodians, supporters of Herod the Great, they all join, join forces. You have the conservatives, the Pharisees, you have the liberals, the Sadducees, and you have the Herodians all join together to oppose Jesus and um, to discredit him. And so in Matthew like 22, 23, 24, we have Jesus' teaching on what we believe would be Holy Tuesday. Um, and um, Jesus provides in the, those teachings the four or the seven woes, which again were a judgment upon the religious leaders of Jerusalem of Israel. And um, all of those, uh, you know, basically condemning their hypocrisy. Um, and so all of that is ratcheted up. Um, the intensity and the clash against the religious leaders uh, reaches a fevered pitch. Um, Jesus leaves Jerusalem and laments. We'll be reading a little bit of that this morning as we go to the Gospel of John. Uh, you know, Jesus had lamented at other times over Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how long, how, oft, how often I've longed to gather you um, as a hen gathers her chicks, but you were not willing. Um, he had done that lament before, but here, as we will read later on this morning, uh, he kind of gives this final lament over the people of Israel uh, in, the, in, in a sense that they're always hearing or always, always listening but never hearing. Uh, never perceiving. In other words, they've missed it. God's very activity, God's very incarnation, God's very coming to them. They have not seen and they have not heard. They have totally missed it. And Jesus's heart is broken again for his people and laments as he leaves Jerusalem on Holy Tuesday. Simultaneously, um, one of Jesus's own disciples, uh, Judas, has finalized the plans for Thursday, uh, has secured the deal with the religious leaders uh, to betray Jesus and to turn him in. So Tuesday, a lot happens in uh, Jesus's ministry. A lot happens. The Olivet Discourse, which is uh, basically the teaching of the kind of the signs and the seasons and the, and the, the end of time, is also on Holy Tuesday. Um, and so there's a lot uh, that occurs on this day. And so for that reason, it's an important day in the life of every believer in Christ and an important day in the life of the church. Um, and so, so yeah, so the uh, Tuesday really is a setting of the, um, the stage for many of the things that will transpire, um, particularly on Thursday and Friday. All right. Well, today, we uh, our readings for this uh, Passion Week, this Tuesday of Passion Week, uh, comes from Jeremiah chapter 15, Philippians chapter 3, and John chapter 12. And so uh, we will jump into those right now. So glad to have you guys on. Thanks for making this a part of your Holy Week uh, to read some of the Word together and pray. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So um, let's read. Read John chapter 15. Verses 10 through 21. John 15, 10 through 21. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being here. Glad you guys are on. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Ann. Amber, good morning. 
Welcome, everybody. Jeremiah chapter 15, beginning at verse 10. Alas, my mother, that you gave me birth, a man with whom a whole land strives and contends. I have neither lent nor borrowed, yet everyone curses me. Hmm. Jeremiah speaking of himself, but also incredible overtones uh, for Jesus, right? The theme, by the way, for this uh, week, this the theme for this week of readings is the man of sorrows. Um, the man of sorrows. This kind of goes along with that theme, right? Alas, my mother, that you gave me birth, a man with whom a whole land strives and contends. I neither lent nor borrowed, yet everyone curses me. The Lord said, surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress. Can a man break iron, iron from the north or bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I will give as plunder without charge because of your sins throughout your country. I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know, for my anger will kindle a fire that will burn against you, the judgment on the people of Israel. Lord, you understand, Lord, you understand. remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long-suffering. Do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. Jesus suffered reproach for the purpose and the plan of God. He suffered reproach for um, our sin, for our shame, for our um, all of the wickedness and ungodliness of our hearts. Um, he bore that shame and suffering. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, Lord Almighty. I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me, and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? Again, helping to help us, assisting us in understanding the grief and the, the pain and the uh, emotion Jesus was going through. We call this Passion Week, guys. We call this Passion Week because it's filled with emotion and feeling, intensity. And so here, we, we're, we're not only uh, invited to consider Jeremiah's feelings, but those same feelings in the heart of Jesus. My pain unending, wound grievous and incurable. You are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. He's on his own, man. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me. If you... Uh, if you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I will make you a wall to this people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you to rescue and save you, declares the Lord. I will save you from the hands of the wicked. I will deliver you from the grasp of the cruel. So even as Jesus is going through these things, we're reminded that God, God's going to carry him. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pleasant. It's going to be excruciating. But our God, his Father, will carry him. And the cruel, cruelness of this world will not crush him. 
Thanks, God. Thank, thanks be to God for that. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verses 15 through 21. Philippians 3, 15, 21. Then we'll jump over to John chapter 12. Welcome, everybody. The special edition of Daily Prayer and the podcast as we go through some readings for Holy Week uh, on this Holy Tuesday. Paul speaking in Philippians chapter 3, verses 15 through 21. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my examples, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For I, as, for I, as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Man, look, it's the truth, right? Like There's a lot of people who are enemies of the cross of Christ. It was true during the life of Jesus and his ministry. There were people who were enemies of the cross of Christ. There were people who were enemies of Jesus. On Holy Tuesday, we remember the, the conflict and the clash that he had with the religious leaders and with those who were trying to uh, conspire against him, to discredit him, and to denounce him, and to uh, shame him. And yet he kept his mission and purpose always before him, which is what? To save you and me. <laughs> to save us. To be an example to the world of what godliness and holiness looks like, to show the world what God is like. So e even Paul is saying we live with an awareness that there are people still who are enemies of the cross. And friends, we live with that reality today too. Not everyone is a friend of the cross. Verse 19, their destiny is destruction. That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Those who are enemies of the cross, the men, and what is the, what is this, what are the enemies of the cross? Enemies of the plans of God, enemies of what God is up to, enemies of the Lord. What is the what is the destiny of that destruction? Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. And reminder that our citizenship is not from this place. Our citizenship as children of God, we are, we are from another place. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is the kingdom of God. And, uh, and we await our Savior from there, who will one day redeem our lowly bodies. Man, these bodies are lowly. <laughs> He's going to one day redeem these lowly bodies. John chapter 12. Let's jump over to John. John chapter 12, verses 20 through 26. John 12, 20 through 26. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are having a good morning as we reflect on the Lord's words today. 
John chapter 12, verse 20 begins, Now there was some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. This week we remember that the, uh, the kernel of seed, um, the kernel of wheat, um, that is uh, Jesus. It was the week for him to, to be buried. And, um, and if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So he's talking in uh, a hyperbole here, right? So if we want to save our lives, if we're trying to hold on to our lives, we're going to end up losing it. We're going to end up losing our lives. But if we surrender our lives, if we lay our lives down to Christ, we lay our lives down to, to God, we're actually going to pick it up again. We're going to pick it up to eternal life. And it's likewise, Jesus, the Son of God, he has to die. He has to die to purchase the salvation of humanity. But be, when he dies out of that life, out of his resurrection, will come the seeds of the kingdom, many seeds, new life. Each one of us, every believer that has ever confessed the name of the Lord Jesus has been able to do so because he was faithful unto death. And it's, it's produced this incredible harvest of godliness called the church. Whoever serves me, verse 26, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Verse 27, I'm going to continue on. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Wow. Jesus went to this week. He knew this week was coming, guys. He knew this week was coming. He knew the cross was coming. That's not, that's not to reduce the pain and the agony and the, the hurt and the anguish and the lament that he went through. But when he gets to this week, when he gets to this most important point of his ministry, and it is the most important point, guys, like Jesus came to die. Like he taught us a lot of good things, guys. He taught us how to love. He taught us how to be kind. He taught us how to love God and love others. He taught us uh, the fruit of the Spirit. He taught, us, he taught us the Beatitudes. He taught us a lot and still teaches the world and teaches us a lot. But make no mistake, from the very first time he was born, from the, or the, 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 when he was born, the very first announcement of his birth was for unto you this day in the city of David, a Savior has been born. The Savior's come to die. So, when that day comes, he says, my so my, now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Because my soul is troubled, I'm going to call heaven's angels to get me out of this and to divert the plan of God? No. 
What am I going to say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this very hour, this very reason that I came. I hope you feel that today, guys, like that that's what he came for. He came to save you. And he was undeterred. He would not be turned away from doing that. He would not be distracted from saving us. Later on, in uh, John, this is the lament I was talking about. If you drop down to verse 37, it says, Even after Jesus had performed many signs in their presence, they still would not believe him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, because as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. So they neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and I would heal them. It's his lament over the people of Israel. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Wow. Man, I pray that people's eyes are opened, amen, that people see the goodness and the graciousness and the salvation of our God, that people would see the the love that God demonstrated for us in Christ. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys, that concludes the readings for today on this Holy Tuesday. Again, a lot happens on this day. You can read about uh, this day. If you want to read some more about it, you can go to uh, Mark chapter 12, Matthew 22 through 24, uh, John chapter 12, um, all those verse, all those uh even even Matthew 21, as far, far back as Matthew 21, you can read uh, more about a lot that happened on this Holy Tuesday. So, all right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for um, dying for us. Thank you for being committed to the plan and sticking with it, even when things got difficult, even when things were their hardest. You continued to keep your purpose and your plan towards the cross. Lord, thank you for giving us this ministry of reconciliation, that not only did you reconcile us, but you gave us a ministry of reconciliation that we should also share with others and proclaim to others the reconciliation that's possible through your name. God, I pray that as we walk through this day, we would be those who reconcile that we are aware of our own reconciliation with you, our own relationship with you, our own um, redemption that is possible through you. And at the same time, we would hold that message open to others. God, thank you for loving us. It's a love that moves us to the very core of our being. It's a love that baffles us, amazes us, and humbles us. And it should. God, help us to be uh, grateful people, grateful people for what you've done and for who you are. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends today. May you encourage each and every heart. May they, uh, may they be moved by your sacrifice, but also be uh, lifted up knowing how much they're loved and uh, the immense price that you paid for them. 
Lord, thank you for your goodness and grace. We ask your blessing today as we continue to walk in your steps throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for being a part of Daily Prayer. Thank you for spending some time reflecting on the significance of this holy week. And I hope it's ministered to your heart and encouraged you today uh, and maybe added some some perspective, some depth um, to this this really important week uh, as a follower of Jesus. Love you guys. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. Thank you guys for sharing this. Thank you for liking it, subscribing, all that stuff. Really appreciate that. Um, so, All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.